0: It's high noon. I heard it through the grapevine. A little rumor, a little birdie told me that Latoya, the sheriff of truth, is coming in person today. Oh, what a treat. I haven't seen her since COVID, since a year and a half ago in person here on the Altacast High Noon Mutiny Radio. It was March of 2020, right after the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. That's the last time that I saw my co-host Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, in person. We've been doing calls, figuring out the technology, looking at each other on the Facebooks. You can always see what your friends are up to there, I guess. Remember, friends, remember
1: what that was like?
0: COVID's weird, man. I know it's like over now or whatever but the aftermath is still upon us I've forgotten how to be a real person I'm just a soulless monster that devours stage time now that's what comedians are I have no idea what it's what are what are friends no that's not true um my good friend Amanda and I are gonna hopefully be chilling this weekend shout out uh and so I do I did There still were some people that I was able to keep through the pandemic, but there's so many people I feel like I lost. And so much of my life was bar culture and bars disappeared. And I forgot who I was as a person. (laughs) I'm a bar rat. (laughs) But now that I don't work in a bar anymore, I can't afford to be in a bar. Are you kidding me? I've gotten so used to my corner store friends. I'm like, (laughs) should I tip you? How does this work? Welcome to the AltaCast. As always, Kope playing behind us, the Japanese Bjork. I really am super excited about Latoya being here in person. She told me she was, I believe her. She'll come, she'll come through. If not, you can come through and see me and a great lineup of comedians tonight at Asiento every Wednesday at 7.30 always an awesome lineup. Today is even awesomer than normal because I have a bunch of people visiting from out of town. I have Reed Clark and Willie Simon out of L.A. and Isaiah Castillo from Oxnard. And then your favorite gay pride, Peters Druckmeyer. He gets a guestie on all my shows this month that he wants because he is pride incarnate. And also on that show is, there's one more and I can't remember. Oh, Anthony Zuccaro. How can I forget? Anthony Zuccaro, so, so funny. So funny. (laughs) Years ago, we did a show together where we were like co-headlining and he brought the entire audience and I brought no one. So his family laughed. He has a twin brother who's ridiculously good looking, and uh, they laughed at my jokes, and I was so happy. And uh, I've always thought he's really, really funny. So he's on tonight. Asiento is at the corner of 21st and Bryant. You can still reserve your table on Eventbrite for free, and we have a couple tickets left, so that's exciting. And uh, the food's really great at Asiento. I like the pork bocadillo. They do this thing with the bread. They they get the bread par baked and then they bake it fresh there so that when you get your sandwich it's like super fresh bread which I so appreciate I feel like that's stellar okay so I'm going to tell you what I did yesterday I'm really proud of myself Um, I do a lot of tiny kitchen work here at mutiny radio in that I like to cook and I my kitchen at home is tiny but I don't like to cook for myself you know I I ate cereal and eggs and potatoes, like super simple things. I just, I don't usually cook for myself because it seems like such a bother. I like, but I love cooking for other people. So yesterday I made up what I think is probably the best sandwich that ever sandwiched up to this point. I mean, I'm sure we could have a sandwich contest and see, but so I made a Philly cheesesteak, but I made a California cheesesteak, right? Okay, so I'll have to back up a little bit. So first, I have a little tiny smoky Joe, like a little baby Weber, like a charcoal grill at the station. And so I put my fire up, you know. And I know kind of how much I can cook on the coals and timing-wise and distance and blah, blah, blah. So first I started with a red bell pepper and jalapenos because it's a California cheesesteak, not a Philly cheesesteak. So instead of green peppers, I use jalapenos. So I put them on the grill and I charred them on all sides I blistered them and then I took their skins off and I took the seeds out and I cut them into slices and I stuck them in a little tin foil pan of my making and then I mixed them with green onion because instead of it being like having to deal with big onion chunks and cooking them down I just went with green onions then I tossed green onions in there and I covered it with um, spicy cheddar cheese and then I put that to the side right Okay. And then I got my steaks and I seasoned them and everything. And I grilled my steaks. They were um, sirloin strip. And I grilled them and I took them off and I sliced them really finely in strips. And then I took the cheesy platter thing with all the peppers and I put that back on the grill so the cheese would melt on top of it. And the peppers would re- warm and get hot. And then I warmed the buns on top of that. And I put cheese, Munster cheese on the bottom, and then the steak on top, and then I topped that with the, the hot cheesy pepper, red bell pepper, jalapeno, green onion stuff, and then avocado. And then I put a whole baby avocado on top. So it's a California cheese steak. <laughs> And then I wrapped them up in tinfoil and I put them back on the grill to keep them warm and try to get the bread a little crispier on the outside. But I don't like warm avocado, because I think that's gross. But I was so proud of this sandwich. I was like, what? I felt so clever. And I fed some of my comedian friends and it made me feel really good. And, um, and also Sean of Bug House Square, he was here too and he had half a sandwich. He also thought it was very good. But I did everything on this little tiny grill. And I have like one knife and a tiny pair of scissors and a tiny, tiny little cleaver and a tiny harmonica. And so I made lunch for everybody yesterday, L- late dinner, lunch, whatever. Anyways, I'm very proud of myself and it made me feel like a genius. And I, I forgot in that that was a big part of my personality pre-pandemic was that I, I cooked in a kitchen and I really loved it. I really, really loved it. I loved cooking in a bar I miss it very very much you know just serving people cooking for them and then bringing them the food and then when I take the plates away and they were empty and it's like they like me <laughs> they really like me but it's not about them like it's about them liking a skill of mine and that makes me feel good that when you have a skill that can be appreciated by the people around you it feels good right what do you do in the after what do you do now to make you feel good 415 I mean, I like to cook and hang out with my cats. And when I, oh my God, I just rewatched all of Downton Abbey. How terrible am I? Like I'm addicted to anything English. Give me an accent. I can't handle it. Mary, And I, I just, I, I love the whole idea of the English aristocracy, even following post-World War One, that they still existed duchesses and countesses and, and uh, ladies' maids, and it seems like all they do is go to dinner. Like, all they do is get dressed in pretty outfits and go to dinner. I'm like, every night you sit down and you get completely, perfectly dressed up? Every night? This is all you have to do is eat. And then how do you stay skinny? I guess you ride horses. It's uh, Downton Abbey is crazy to me. I mean, I get the servant class thing. I get that, definitely. And maybe things are the same right now. We still have the aristocracy and then we have the service class. And thank goodness the service class is coming back. Everything is opening. I hope everyone is okay. Cool. Latoya, the sheriff of truth. I can play some music too. I don't have to uh, blither blather on. Although that's not a problem either. I did a show on Sunday where (laughs) I ended up doing an hour. Of clean material. Oh my god, you know how hard it is to do an hour of clean on the street? I got a little too dirty for my own. It was kind of a they they weren't real happy about some of my masturbation jokes. But I think masturbation's clean, kind of. I guess it's not. And if that's a topic I can't touch then then I'm in trouble because <laughs> a lot of my material is I'm masturbating with cats like and then people go, we get it. You're a horny old lady. We get it. Do you? Do you truly understand? And I don't think so. I thought about it. I thought about a short story idea today, but it's terrible because it's too true. Right? Like, um, and it's too horrible to like fake your death to try to guilt someone into having sex with you. <laughs> go to them. My dying wish. My dying wish. Just to look into your eyes and snuggle with you and feel loved. Um, Too much, too early on the podcast, Benjamin. Too much info. Well, while I'm looking for some music, I will tell you that I am feeling happy because the Mutiny Radio Presents comedy shows are swinging around, man. So we've got The Tonight at Asiento and... Um, Friday it's invite only for judges but we have the comedy contest Saturday please join us at Atlas two o'clock in the afternoon it's super fun and their sandwiches are so good like I really really love their food and I really love doing comedy outside so it's at two in the afternoon and we have we have a group of people that come every week hi Ann Lawson she's so great and um, we've been getting regulars that come back and they enjoy them Comedy, And then I start feeling bad. I'm like, I can't do my menopause jokes again. You've already heard them. And they're like, do them again, do them again. So we've got fans, that's good. So that's Saturdays. And then the last Sunday of the month, which is actually this Sunday coming up, at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. And it is an amazing bar. It is so much fun. And they have a beautiful outdoor parklet and a great bar indoors too. But we do the comedy out on the street and it's super fun and this week is a toy drive so if you bring a packaged toy toy in its packaging you get a free drink and isn't that nice of them at the bar Dolores um, Dolores? because they are a lovely neighborhood bar and they're very kind to people so that's this Sunday and it's an amazing lineup and Guy is on it he's all the way out of Sacramento he did. He does these crazy Zoom shows. He's been doing through the pandemic, and I got to open up for Doug Benson, which was really exciting. And I also did a show with him at the Alameda Comedy Club, where we both opened for Hal Sparks, which was really exciting. It was that outdoor show at Alameda. That was really fun. So he's on the show on Sunday. Also Andy Picaro out of L.A. Amazing, amazing Rick Storer as well. And then Sam's gonna be on that show. Peter Struckmeyer again, because it's Gary Times. Ah. And there's more, but O'Connor Marshall. That's the other of of Master Debates, which is up at Hate Street on Tuesdays. So that's what's happening in comedy. I was supposed to be telling you all those things and looking up a song, but I bailed. (laughs) I'm multitasking horribly today. Come on, LaToya, the sheriff of truth, you promised me you'd be here. You promised me, you promised me. You promised me you'd be here. Yeah. Let's, let's play some funky stuff. I'm feeling funky, you feeling funky? I'm feeling funky. Oh. Look at that. In her camisole, she's six feet tall. She'll knock you on your knees. You know, these are the kind of lyrics that I say we should get back to. Okay. All right. Uh, we're gonna play a little funky stuff. We're gonna wait for some Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, and I'll be back. And I'm really excited that she's gonna be. I hope she's gonna be here.
2: Oh God, I miss you so much, Latoya.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Music.
3: You're listening to the sounds of R&B Entertainment.
0: Well, we're hoping that the sheriff of truth is on her way. I mean, did I, did I, did I lie to you? No, I don't think so. Uh, I'm sure that, I, who knows? But either way, you're listening to Mutiny Radio.fm and SF, uh, and just playing some cool, funky music while I'm awaiting my therapy session. Just kidding. No, Latoya's the best. Like she's helped me out so many times in my life. It's unbelievable. Um, she's talked me off the ledge. I can't tell you how many times where I'm like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. And she's like, no, you can't just, you put on the dress, put on the shoes, get it done, girl. Uh, yeah, hopefully she's on her way.
3: listening to my favorite DJ it's DJ You're in the mix with DJ Smooth B. Last night, DJ saved my life. get off, you gotta get down girl You know you drive me crazy baby You've got to turn into another man Called you on the phone No one's home Baby why leave you all alone And if it wasn't
2: Come on and me a
4: river you crave
3: I hopped into my car, didn't get very far, no. Before I had you on my mind, why be so unkind? You've got your women You better hear what he's
4: got to say. There's not a problem that I can't fix, because I can do it in the mix. And if your man gives you trouble just to move out on a double and you don't let it trouble your brain, because away goes trouble down the drain. Said away goes trouble down the drain.
3: You're listening to my favourite DJ, it's DJ
5: Smooth B. Never too much, never too much you Woke up today, look at your picture just to get me started I called you up but you weren't there and I was broke
0: Oh my gosh! What a rare, what a rare treat we have, friends. Uh, we have Old Dumbface himself calling in from Missouri. Hey, Old Dumbface! Old Dumbface and my two little dumbfaces. <laughs> You've got kids! Peter Pan's got
4: kids!
0: That's exciting. I do. Yeah. How's it going? Um, What's up? Well,
6: we are waiting for a wake. And... The wife is coming from the burial site. Her uncle passed away, and I've got the kids, and we're sitting here waiting.
0: Wow, that's and intense. And
6: like, let's call a radio station. And they were like, what? And I was
1: like, yeah, we're calling it.
0: They're like, Dad's so cool. He's doing what? <laughs> I'm sorry that you're... Yeah. um.
6: So my 8-year-old my is asking all kinds of questions.
0: Like what? What is the...
6: Well, Airspeed I'll velocity of an unladen kind of swallow. What kind you want to know, Pam? She is. Uh, we have a lot of uh, pride flags over the house.
7: Cool. Um, we're uh, we're a very pride-filled family.
0: Rad. Well, it's Gay Pride Month here. we it's everything is fantastic. Every people are wearing tutus. I'm wearing sequins today. It's uh, Peter Struckmeyer's on the show, yeah, and he sings and dances. Can you turn
6: the talking volume up? In?
0: Oh, I can hear you really well. You can't hear me. Here, I can talk through the phone like this. Here, I'll
1: talk. No, you're quiet.
0: Okay, is this is this better? Is is this better? Is this better or worse? Hello. That's
6: okay. What? What do you want to ask Miss Pam?
0: How does my dad know you? Oh, your dad is a famous comedian. He's a he's a. He's a famous comedian. He did comedy for 13 years. He's, he's known all over the United States. He was a headliner. And uh, we uh, know each other from comedy. And then one time I got to, I got to open him in Little Rock, Arkansas, at the, at the um, Looney bin. And it was so exciting. And I felt like a real comedian. And we stayed in the comedy condo. And it was so cool because it was like, I'm staying in a comedy condo. Um, but it made me feel like a real comedian. It was exciting. But then he quit. And he's the funniest person alive. You yeah, know he's the funniest person I, uh, alive.
6: I stayed at her house and I got drunk
0: and I let her cat run around the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was. Oh, I God. think you were the cat. Yeah. Remember
6: that
0: when Spike got broke out on the lam? Bro, right, <laughs> and he was he was found downstairs. Oh, poor Spike. Oh, I miss Spike. Uh, yes, yeah, so your dad was a famous comedian. Uh, and comedians, being soulless monsters, uh, like to consume more. Uh, nefarious substances than they should because they're trying to fill the deep wounded missing hole in their heart which clearly Steve has filled with a family which is so much more healthy than doing it with um, buckets of whiskey but (laughs) too much information next question
6: (laughs) Bam! Our our beret family just got here. Okay. Go. Good
0: luck. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Have the best. I'm sorry. Have, saying I have the best day is like the worst thing to say. But I'm so sorry for your loss, and it totally sucks. And um, feel better, everybody. And thank you so much for calling. And have a wonderful day. And happy pride! Yay! Thank you very much. Yay! Love you. Bye. Bye. Old dumb face. Old dumb face. Old dumb face himself. Wow, that was super cool. That was a treat. That was a rarefied treat to have Old Dumbface call. It's been a long time. Sheriff of Truth was supposed to be in here. That's okay. We will play some other things anyway. Um, yeah, we're at Mutiny Radio. We're hanging out. Let's see i want to play you know what in honor of all the gayness and you know it's one of those things so first i'll say i only have had um i had one i had one trance moment in my life and when i was about 11 and that's because i was a ballerina and i was a mediocre girl ballerina and i always wanted to be you know a better ballerina but i thought if i was a boy ballerina I'll get more stage time, you know, and they would not let me dress as a boy, but I was like, "Ugh, if only I could be a boy, I could lift the girls, and then we wouldn't have these creepy old men lifting us, which was always weird." It's like, "I could do it?" So that was like my only sort of I mean, and 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 the first dream I ever had of a sex dream was actually me with a penis fucking myself, but so I was both, I mean, whatever. I'm a complex person, okay? <laughs> but not that complex okay this is going to be um some rocky horror picture show why not
7: It, huh? <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt about that. You and Betty have been almost inseparable since you met in Dr. Scott's refresher courses. <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, Brad, that was the
8: only reason I showed up in the first place. <laughs> 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 I mean
1: Okay, you guys, this is it!
8: Well, looks like Betty's gonna throw a bouquet. <laughs> See ya, Brad. See ya, sucker. Guess we better get going now, Betty. Come on, up in. Think about it, asshole. She got hers now. See ya,
1: Brad.
4: I know Betty Monroe, and
7: now. Yeah, she's Mrs. Ralph Hapshatt. Hapshit! Yes, Janet, Ralph's a lucky guy. No, he's not. She's got sick. I always cry at weddings.
1: So do I, honey.
7: Uh, everyone knows that Betty's a wonderful little cook. Yes. Yeah. Why, Ralph himself—he'll be in line for a promotion in a year or two.
1: Yes. Yeah. Hey. hey, Janet. Sit on my
7: face and I've got something to say. Say it. I really love the stop,
8: stop, 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 stop. skillful way.
1: What a fucking genius!
8: You beat the other girls. The bride's bouquet the
7: river was deep but i swam it it. the future is ours so let's plan it it. so please don't
8: tell me to can it i have one thing to say and that's damn it it. it.
1: it. the road was long
8: but i ran it. it there's a fire in my heart and you If there's one fool for you, then I am it. I have one thing to say, and that's I love you. Say, and that's damn <sighs> it, I love
1: you
7: I would like to take you on a train. to visit a Dr. Everett's Stop. friend. Is it true that you're constipated? It's true there were dark chairs.
5: Oh. Describe your balls. Heavy,
7: black, and pendulous. Is it true Is
5: it true you're also gay? It's true
7: also that the spare tire they were carrying was badly in need of some air. So true, fuck your neck normal kids normal. on a night out well they were not going to let a storm spoil the events of their evening certainly not on a night out a closer, it was a night out they were going to remember for how long? a very long time <laughs> particularly at this
4: time with facing... Gosh, that's the third motorcyclist that's passed us. To continue... Sure do take their lives in their hands
7: but with the weather tomorrow. Yes, Janet, life's pretty cheap to that type. ...for the time and the What's the matter, Bethlehem?
4: Right.
8: Hmm, we must have taken the wrong fork a few miles back
4: where did
8: that motorcyclist come from? Well,
4: I guess we'll just have to turn back. <laughs>
5: what was that bang? <laughs> it must have been
4: a Damn it. I knew I should have gotten that spare tire fixed. S-O. Well, You
8: just stay here and keep warm, and I'll go for help.
7: Wherever you go, we're in the middle of nowhere. The great issue is peace abroad and prosperity castle back the Maybe they have a telephone I could use.
4: I'm going with
7: you. Oh no, darling. There's no sense in both of us getting west.
4: I'm coming with you. Besides, darling, if the owner of that phone might be a beautiful woman. You might never come back again. <laughs> hmm.
0: dead air no dead air is it working yet I hear you but it's not playing through the thingy yet keep uh keep talking oh you're here but it's not it's but it's not coming through the this is strange it's not coming through the um it's not coming through the through the little playing thing can you call the 415-550-511? 415 five, five five. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Okay, cool. I don't know why this isn't working today. Yay. Rate this call. This call sucks. Screw that call. All right, we're going to, LaToya Sheriff of Truth calling in. Super excited. Super exciting stuff here at Mutiny Radio. First a call from Old Dumbface. Now a call from LaToya, Sheriff of Truth. Very exciting stuff here at Mutiny Radio. Dot FM and Dot SF. I want to hear what's going on, and it was it was exciting to hear from Old Dumbface. It's terrible that there was a wake happening, but um, other than that, things seem to be good. My buddy got married, and that's exciting. And uh, yeah, oh, so it's not coming through the station. We'll try this again. We'll try this again. We'll try this again. Uh, The veil has been lifted. My phone is just, I hate my phone so much. It's like I can't call on my phone. My phone's not, the phone doesn't do calls. Does that, does that make sense? That my phone, that my phone can do everything except call. It's like a little computer that doesn't call. It's kind of annoying. Uh, technology sucks and it just takes us farther and farther away from each other. And even though it's supposed to be making things easier, I'm not feeling like it's making my life any easier. I'll be honest. Uh, Since I got one of these stupid smartphones, my life has not been better. It is not. I don't, I don't like having a little computer in my pocket because it doesn't work as a phone anymore. Honestly, like I can't make any phone calls from the station, which means I can't do any like business from the station unless it's email based people try to call me and they're like you don't a- answer your phone I'm, I'm sorry text me all right hopefully hopefully we're gonna get a call here from the sheriff of truth 415-550-0511 that is the phone at the station here that Steve Poggi called from all the way in Missouri And hopefully, LaToya the Sheriff of Truth will be able to call on that number because analog technology works the best. Did you know that? It still works, analog. Wanna teach the kids how to use analog. Uh, But what would be the point, they say? I don't know, when the solar flare happens and the world falls apart, you'll see. We move back to analog all right i was making the um reservation list for tonight at asiento we still have room we only have 25 reservations so there's still room for 14 more folks is that the right number no Twenty thirteen 13 more folks can come and have fun with us at Aciento. is that right is that the math 25 38 yeah 13 more if you want to, really good lineup tonight though. Reed Clark, Willie Simon, Jake Rush, Isaiah Castillo, Peter Struckmeyer, Anthony Zucaro.
2: Give me a call, Latoya. Hey, me,
0: hey. uh, we were listening to oh, it's not gonna work on this. It's not gonna work on this. I don't know if it's gonna work on this. Um, I'm trying. I've been trying. I'm trying to trying to plug it in, and we're gonna see here. Uh, try. Try. try again. Hello? Call okay. me. All right. Okay. So now, now that works. Can you hear me though?
6: Oh, you sound loud, loud and clear. Perfect. Can you hear me? Yes, you sound, you sound great.
0: Okay. Well, that's good.
6: You sound perfect. Okay, good. So yes. do you. I couldn't make it in because oh. I had to get another inner tube.
0: Right, I was, I was, I told them people at the beginning. I was like, she'll be on her way. She'll be, but it's okay. Next week,
6: next uh, week, it's all next good. Week, yeah. But the good thing I found out is inner tubes are not that expensive. Oh, of course great.
0: not. They're they're free.
6: Cause I, no, 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 like um, because I I've been riding my bike, uh, but I didn't realize my back tire was flat. Oh, <laughs> so I've been riding on a flat
0: tire. Right, and you're, you're like, why is it so
1: difficult to ride? Why is this so?
0: I remember when riding a bike was fun. This is difficult. Oh, I have a flat tire. <laughs> I was wondering,
6: I, I rode my bike on Sunday, and it felt funny because I volunteered at a Juneteenth festival here in the neighborhood in Bayview. Cool. And so I had been having issues with my bike, and I thought I put enough air into it and so lo and behold i you know i'm like this bike feels really funny and i noticed people were staring Mm. at me really (laughs) weird and then when i got home yeah
0: you realized oh that's why yeah they didn't think i was just wearing the cutest outfit ever
6: yeah well the thing is like and i put air into it thinking that oh it'll be okay and i did the same thing yesterday but and then when I went down the garage, it was deflated, so I'm like, Oh, so I have to go to Bernal Heights to get an inner tube.
1: So you had to walk but up inner the tubes hill, are
6: only, yeah, but they're only ten dollars. That's good. So I was thinking that I'm like, Oh, fuck, I'm gonna have to pay like a hundred something dollars to get my bike fixed, and I just got on the roll. And because here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, so I am try not to use Uber and Lyft because I've noticed with the pandemic, it's so expensive to do these, um, these car services and then public transportation. So where I'm coming from, I would be having to get on the nine, which is no problem because I can ride my bike or walk there because I've done that before to get to in studio. But number nine seems not to like to run as often as it likes to. Right. Like every like thirty minutes, it wants to show up. So it's not dependable. In other words, right. what I'm trying to say. Right. So the best thing to do is ride your bike, which it will be fixed by tomorrow. Yeah, and um, well, and maybe okay invest in a exam.
0: invest in a patch kit.
6: Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, that is something that Marcus told me to do as well. So I got one of those. See, he's a cyclist. I'm just like, I want to ride a bike. Right, you just you just go off. from
0: place to place. Yeah, heck yeah.
6: Exactly, exactly. He's someone just gave me a bike. Like I,
0: someone, oh, yes, someone just gave me a bike. They brought it to the station yesterday, and they're like, here's a bike. And I'm like, okay. But I, I mean. And I
6: know you're going you're to utilize it, too, because you, you bike, right? I, know I don't like
0: know. Crazy. I don't have a. So I'm not going to use it yet because I don't believe in riding without a helmet. And, um,
6: so I want to have,
0: and I have a helmet. It's just at home. So I have to have the helmet before I have to bring the helmet before I can ride it back. And then also there's no lock right now. So if I don't have a bike lock, I either have to put it inside or it belongs to someone else. (laughs) That's how bike bikes without locks. People are like, Oh, there's a free bike for
6: me. Oh, Oh, thanks. See, I, I love how responsible the first thing that you said out of your mouth was, I don't have a helmet. And, you know, the thing is, when I used to cycle, I've not cycled, bike, because there's a difference. Cyclists take their shit serious. People who bike are just like, I'm going to the store, I'll ride my bike. That's me. Right. But the fact that you said, the first thing that you said out of your mouth was, I don't have a helmet. I used to ride my bike constantly in the city of the Chicago, trying to be fucking cute. Without a helmet. Right. Long behold, a lot of my friends either got hit by a car or doored, which is one of my biggest fears, yeah. doored in a bike lane. They had helmets, so that scared me because I, ne- I didn't have a helmet until, like, I got this bike about five years ago. So like, I, you know, the fact of the matter is just like, you know, you, you take your head very seriously. Right. Well, I, I
0: don't want to, I don't want to get hit by anything. And, uh, definitely. But that's why I, so I'll wear a helmet, but I feel that makes that's the thing that makes me the most crazy about those really fast scooters, the standy eppy scooters that are all electric that everybody has now or that they rent or whatever. No one's using helmets ever and they're on the sidewalk, they're off the sidewalk, they're in the street, they're tourists, they're not tourists, whatever yeah. they are, but they're not wearing helmets and I'm like you can get if you if you're on one of those things and someone opens a car door, that could be you're going fast. Um yeah. I I just see it as a and huge thing, problem.
6: You really don't have handlebars or anything to protect you from like at least when you hit get the door, you'll usually kind of flip or go to the side. I don't know where you're going with the scooter, yeah. especially when you don't have the helmet.
0: Crazy. People you are know, crazy. Cuz
6: you don't have you, Yeah. Yeah, and those things really they actually do kind of scare me. I don't cuz I see them more and more and it's you you got a great point about the no one wears a helmet. Yeah. <coughs> they, just, on those, they just don't even care. You know?
0: So, how's yeah, everything else going? Mercury's Mercury's finally out of retrograde Are you feeling is are you feeling that? Feels better?
6: Well, I I'm disappointed that I'm not in studio today cuz I was looking forward to it. Yeah. And plus, I wanted to ride my bike around the neighborhood and stuff like that cuz it's kind of there's like a sense of freedom, you know, riding, Absolutely. especially I like I'm at this point right now where I'm trying to rediscover the streets. Oh. Uh, the <laughs> mean streets. So so I'm kind of disappointed that I did, I wasn't able to come in the studio today. And and be with you, and not have to worry about phones and shit. Right. But I'm other than that, you know. I, I feel like I we're I, I feel himself. like you're in
0: jail, and we're pen pals or something. Or like, you call me on this <laughs> illegal cell phone that you snuck up your someone snuck up their butt. Marcus snuck a phone up his butt to get it to you in the jail cell, and you've been calling me <laughs> for a year. We've been in jail for a year and a half with COVID. And now, everybody's yeah. like, especially it's okay. like,
6: especially because I missed last week and I don't like the litmus shows back to back unless I'm like out of town or something, sure. or what Have you? But last week, when um, I missed, I went to the OBGYN, so I got the vagina checked out, cool. And which is always kind of a scary thing, I noticed. Like, I'm going from like you know in your 20s to like now I'm about to hit 40, I used to not my going to go to the obgyn and now as i've gotten older i've gotten scared sure because i'm just i'm just worried about like well, what are they going to find what's wrong with my pussy? exactly or, exactly
0: uh, what do i have i have some or, kind of tumor growing inside me or yeah. what's like what's up there yeah. did, did i have i have some std i didn't know about and then you're like oh was my boyfriend's having sex with someone well, else I'm who find knew some
6: teeth, uh, right like, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen down there?
0: I actually have to get my IUD. My IUD, it's time to switch it out and I guess either put in a new one or not worry about it. I mean, I haven't had a period in 11 months, so it's not like I mean, I'm definitely going through menopause, but people do have these menopausal babies that they didn't mean to have. Yeah, they do. Um, so exactly. I feel like maybe because this, they say this might happen, this might go on for another like seven years. So, I'm like, I guess I can put another IUD in. Not like I'm having sex with anybody, so it doesn't matter anyways, but, um, but I could still see that, that if I did have some crazy, did something, and th- that would, exactly. I'm sure that that would be, that's what would end up happening if I didn't have an IUD. Just, I mean, even if it's like a one in a bazillion shot, watch that happen. And then I'll have this terrible choice of like, oh, look at me. I'm, God, I'm almost 47. <laughs> be- can you imagine being pregnant at 47? Like, what a nightmare. <laughs> what a nightmare! I mean, physically, I'm in good enough shape, and that doesn't that doesn't necessarily bother me. But the concept of having a child when you're almost 50 and realizing like that they're not going to be 20 till you're like 70, you can't party with them till they're 70. That's insane!
6: <laughs> That's insane!
0: It's but like being I, a grandparent and having a baby. It's, it's
6: insane. You you know what's really messed up is will you be able to your child? Will you be able to be, be a grandparent? Probably I mean, not. I, I, I'm looking at the bright side of if I because I have a feeling I'm not going to get pregnant this year mm. and since I'm going to be hitting uh, a, a milestone this year, you know when I did go to the OBGYN here's another thing about getting older I had to take things very seriously yeah. which is called my health Right. And, you know the questions come about like you know my my significant other and i we do have an open relationship but we haven't been in any of that in a couple of years so you know the questions that I, you know i'm used to when you go to the OBGYN is how many sexual partners have you had you know i can i can now officially say one good for uh, you yeah. <laughs> And then, on top of that... Well, I thought mine was one, you know, but then you
0: don't even know if they're doing things with other people. You never really know.
6: You oh, well, never really true. know.
0: Unless you like, have an open relationship, know. and then you actually know because you're honest with each other. Unless, you know, you just right. lie to each other, and, and, and then and you it, don't know.
6: Facts, facts. Then the other question was, because you, since we mentioned IUDs, we're going to get on to that topic of pregnant. Uh, I asked yeah, like well are you on any birth control i'm like no i haven't been on any year uh are you trying to get pregnant and i said for the first time ever yes
0: wow
6: yeah i i've been saying no to that question for the past 20 20 years since i've been going to the ob-gyn and finally I said yes to that question and then there's a whole world of questions that and, and, and comments that come with like this right. with the doctor. So now it's a whole other can of worms that I'm uneducated on of like, well, are you thinking about freezing your eggs? Or how many times do you have intercourse? And do you know when you're all ovale- oh, like, I'm like, oh no, shit, okay, okay, slow down. I'd rather go back to the one sexual partner question right well you can also
0: <laughs> the, the really good thing when you decide to try to get pregnant they give you these amazing prenatal drugs and they make your hair yes. and your nails really like long and glossy and like everything's like it's, it's all the folic acid or something i don't know why they don't give us she, folic acid anyway but that. they uh yeah you take she those prenatal that. drugs and it's like helps everything i don't know i don't know what what happens with all that that's crazy
4: that's exciting though
0: that. I,
6: I guess And I'm in
0: the opposite end of the spectrum. I went to my doctor and I'm like, I am sweating so much at night, I don't know what to do. And she said, Why don't you try sleeping on a towel? Oh. Oh, this is the technology we have for menopause. Sleep on a towel, you wet bitch. Wow. But the thing that sucks (laughs) is if men went through menopause, there'd be cooling pillows and there'd be these special sheets that like sensed your temperature and cooled you down or were hot and cold in different spaces there'd be so much technology if men had to have were yeah. sweating for no reason 15 times in the middle of the night you totally, know I with agree. hot flashes I
6: totally agree
0: yeah but, the, oh, but there's yeah. no technology and, and it's a secret that no one even talks about No, none of the ladies no one gave me this fucking memo and I'm up on stage telling these jokes and I'm like You didn't give me the memo. I'm like, have you given her the memo? I'm like, you guys are related, right? This is your, did you give her the memo? And she looks at me, no. They all say no. And I look at the younger girls. I'm like, do you know? I'm giving you the memo now. This is what it is. It is insane what happens to your body. And that there's no, and then people are like, men are like, women are hysterical. Yeah, because, because our bodies are changing in the most drastic, scary, and uncontrollable way. And you have no sympathy. And and there's no products to help either
4: they go oh well you should take this tea or this thing, blah, 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 blah. sleep on a towel well, blah 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 it's like
6: and uh, the thing is and the, and here's the sad sad thing i i don't even think this is it's you know i just think that even if you go to the doctor the obgyn even if you read some of the medical books women's bodies are so complicated we are as a woman we are very uneducated with our own body. You know, we are un- like menopause is not something that a lot of people would talk about or menstruation. You know, those are, oh my God, ew, yucky. You know, still you have women to this very day who are grossed out by their own body when you say those two things: menstruation, menopause, Eminem. And, you know, the thing is, because we hear, you know, you usually, to hit menopause well here they used to say you you hit menopause around 40 or 45 or 50 and you know all you know where it's just like you could hit it some women don't even hit menopause till 55 right or in their lucky them like you know so right because women's bodies are very tricky and we all know that women's bodies operate very differently and just like you said a few minutes ago there are people there are women who are premenopausal who can still get pregnant. Yeah. I didn't know that until I was an adult. Yeah. Like early 30s adult. And that's a goddamn shame that you know even in adulthood we don't even know about something that we're going to have to we're going to have to face at a certain point in time in our lives. Yeah. You know,
0: it just means so, I mean so I'm almost out of eggs, which is weird but cool. You know, if I haven't had my period in 11 months, that means that... So I went from like having it every month, like clockwork, to every other month, to every three months, to every four months, to every six months, and now it's been 11 months, which means my... You know, they're just about to disappear, which is great, which is great. I mean, (laughs) well, no, I never... I I, I did... There was a point when I thought I was going to have kids. There was a point. But once that point passed in my early 30s, and once I kind of moved to San Francisco and I left the bourgeois housewife lifestyle I kind of knew this probably isn't going to happen you know this just isn't and now you know I dodged the bullet it's not going to happen but then I feel a little bit guilty like I should have been a nun or something like if I knew I wasn't going to have kids at an early age I should have like somehow sacrificed my I don't know. It's just weird. It makes me think about women and their worth in our society and how we control them through their sexuality and how we make virginity this thing that's prized and that you can only get married. Well, you basically trade your virginity for being a wife, but if you do that stuff early... Well, now things are different, right? But uh, turn of the century and traditionally in women's roles, virginity was this thing that we put on a pedestal and that's how women were seen as having worth. The worth was a strange piece of skin that that because you give your virginity to somebody, now suddenly you're able to be taken care of by them forever. So a man works for your virginity, which is a strange thing, because I do be- believe that women are fully formed people with their own thoughts and ideas, and not just vessels for children or for morality or for sexual morality in a specific way. I, so all of these crazy like things float in my head. And then it becomes, well... Maybe no one, if I knew I didn't want ever want to have kids, maybe I might have not even been able, no one would want to marry me because wasn't that originally the purpose of having a wife is to have her have children and then uh, right. what is our purpose? What is our place in society if not to have babies? And if I knew at a young age that I wasn't going to do that. What, yeah. what were, what were my choices? Should, should I have made different choices? Would would I have had more opportunities or less at this time if I would have known that information? But back in the day when women decided not to have kids, they were nuns. It was one of those things like, well, I'm not going to have kids. So, you know, what else am I going to do with my life? Or if you'd already disgraced yourself, yeah, join a convent. Or if you'd already had sex and disgraced yourself in some way, then it was like, oh, well, at least I can marry Jesus. But then also a nunnery was a place where women could be taken care of, like they were off of their parents' payroll. Because you you couldn't really take care of yourself as a woman in any time period unless you were a prostitute until, you know, maybe I'd say the 1800s or something. But, and then that's the, the convent. The convent. The oh, convent sorry, yeah. was the other, yeah. you know, option. And maybe I should have joined a convent. Maybe I should have given my life to Christ or something. But but then it's still, I find oh, it's no. just the patriarchy is so pervasive that if you don't give yourself to a man or if you've somehow disgraced yourself by giving yourself to a man too early, you can always marry a fictional man named Jesus. Like, what? It, it just, even my own life can't possibly pass the Bechtel test.
6: Well, <sighs> what's funny is, even as going into the convent, you're still giving yourself up to a man. Exactly. Period. Ah, so it's it still, it doesn't matter anyway. Unless, also too, you can also go into the convent if you're just ready for some down and out lesbian sex. Yeah, absolutely, so that's lesbians, the other thing. This is true. H- hell yeah, no, that's, I- uh... As being Catholic, this is one of these unspoken things in Catholicism where there were a lot of nuns who were lesbian, Back, especially back in the day, because obvious, for obvious reasons, you know, the, you couldn't be out and about, you know, exactly. living your life honestly as a gay woman. So you would have to join the convent, you know, and so that shit was a reality for a lot of things. But I mean, even at, even if that, if you still like Taco Tuesday,
0: you're <laughs> still
6: giving your life up to Christ. You're still giving it up to a man. Yeah, so you might exactly. As well just give that puss, puss up to a man anyway, physically. Well, As if you're into men, of course. Yeah,
0: I mean, and it, I gotta into be honest, men. I've been so disappointed. Like, I haven't had that much sex since I left Jonathan. A little tiny bit, and they've pretty much all been sort of like one nighters. And I haven't been pleased by one guy. I felt like I never, I didn't feel like any of them have been, were interested in my pleasure at all. And it was really disappointing. It was really disappointing. It was really disappointing. Like, and it's like, you're trying to connect with somebody and you're trying, and it's just like, it just, I don't even see the point anymore because it's just so disappointing all the way around. Like, one of them, like, I tried real hard because I was trying to be performative a little because I was like, oh, they're a comedian and maybe this could be cool. But I didn't realize that it was what it was until after. And I was like, but you only want to do that once with me? I thought that this could be a cool thing. So then I felt kind of, like, used and that they didn't even really try. And it wasn't about me at all. Like, I just don't understand. I'm like, I don't know. So they slept
6: with the boss? They thought they could sleep their way to the top? Is that? What I don't playing know.
0: Playing? Uh, <laughs>
6: I mean, sleep to get ahead?
0: Well, I don't think that that was maybe their impetus. I think they just wanted to have sex, and I happened to be there, and I thought it was – I mean, I just – I misinterpret people all the time is maybe one of the problems, and I think that they might, I don't know, want to do it more than once.
6: It's just disappointing. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing worse than a selfish lover because right right that – right that – with that, that's already how they're going to be in relationships. Not even if it's just with a, uh, a significant other, but also with friends and relatives. You know, if you're stingy like that, and I don't mean to put relatives as I'm talking about stingy lovers. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys, So, my bad. But uh, when you're a stingy lover, you you don't think about anybody else but yourself. Obviously, that's what stingy means so that is also going to adapt to who you are and when your characteristics the flaw. i guess and i'm sorry that you know it's just you know, disappointing
0: because you know you see all this stuff on tv and there's people are having sex and you you know you, you know people around you are having sex and i'm like are they enjoying it like <laughs> i i don't know because i mean I'm just really – and I don't understand all the kids that do all the Tinder stuff. I can't imagine trying to meet a person and seeing like, oh, we're just going to have sex and – because I can't imagine it being any good if you're just in it for the sex and you don't actually – I mean, I don't know. Whatever happened to chemistry? And it seems like the people that I actually have chemistry with, that I think I have chemistry with, they don't feel like they have chemistry with me, which then is weird because I'm like, oh, baby, I'm feeling this, and they're not vibing off me at all or – so I'm so confused. I'm just so confused. I don't understand. I'm fucking yeah. 46 years old and I'm just like I'm ready to go into a
6: nunnery. But you no, know, no, no, no. 40 you're 46 years old. No, but no, I'm, and I think
0: I'm good at sex. I think I'm pretty good at sex. I know where my clitoris is. I know how to get off. I know how to get other people off. The thing is that I just don't want to use a guy as a dildo with a pulse because then I might as well be masturbating. It's like, what's the fucking point? If they're not gonna try and they're not gonna do anything, and I have to get on top because I know how to get it done, boring. It's like, when do they? No, but just when do they try for me? That this whole thing is it? Media, media, and the world and movies, they set up this ideal that people are supposed to like things and do things for you and be interested in you. And in real life, that's not the case. They're not interested I... in me.
6: Well well, here's my question, Pam. Are these guys still the age ring that I age range that I think they are? are no, they they're, they're they're all different
0: members? I mean, they're all over the map. That that's the thing is the guys oh, that are attractive like, okay. to me are, are I mean, they're all under 40, but um, that's no excuse. I mean, I was married at 25. Okay, granted, my husband didn't know how to sex with me when I was 25. But um, the, the point is that media portrayals give women a false expectation of what men are capable of accomplishing. We're, we're given these romantic ideals that are completely fictional and that men started writing fiction blows my mind because they're writing stories about things that aren't true so that women will have sex with them later and yeah. i just it just it seems like this huge ruse that men try to mm-hmm. pretend that they're better than us and there's just no way they're not only not better they're ill-equipped they're boring unskilled
6: and selfish so don't forget don't forget childlike Childlike.
0: well i like childishness
6: but no no child but childishness is different in contrast to childlike meaning like as you know for example why would i have to tell a grown man to like put the seat down or
0: use um, a condom oh my god you ask him to use a condom and they look at you like you're the devil like, so that's what I there we go.
6: That that's the childlike part, or like you know, little things that as children you would think as a grown man because all all to me all men are men child, they're all men children somehow some way, and they always want to ha- have to be under someone's teeth or whatever. This is men straight men by the way. Okay? <laughs> uh, I just want to bring that out there, but I I also you know. My thing is, I've never felt for the okie doke the romantic comedy, Romeo, Juliet bullshit. I actually flipped the script and thought like a man. The reason why, because I know I'm fragile, and I started this idea, It's it started in high school, where I got my feelings really, really hurt, and it was like the emptiest feeling, and I never wanted to have that feeling again. So once I was ready to, you know, have consensual sex with people and become a thought. It was on my terms, and I was the one that was trying to think like a man of like, okay, you can leave now.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> this is
6: only a twin, because it was it's a twin bed I have, so there's not room for both of us. So thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, because it's... I had a wall, because I knew if I if I acted like my general usual self, I would have been like, let's and all that shit and I knew I would have got hurt so I but But I like to cuddle you know honestly
0: at this point I'll take the cuddling and I don't even want the sex like the sex is so awkward and stupid and it never works anyways that I'd rather just no and seriously when like I'd rather just cuddle and when I've been so. Here's the most disappointing thing as of late is that
6: I need to change that for you. Well, thank you. Well, I was hanging out
0: with a bunch of people that were partying quite a bit, and, and you know I don't I don't do the powders really anymore, not okay. my game, and um, and especially because y- it removes your sexual prowess. So there was a guy I finally gave him three strikes. Like he was a really nice person, and we kind of clicked, and, and we hung out, and that was fine, and we both liked doing drugs, but he couldn't perform because he did too many drugs. And it was just like yeah. every single time, it, finally the third strike, I just looked, I'm like, this is it, I'm not, we're not gonna try this anymore. I'm like, I love partying <laughs> with you, I'll sleep in your bed because I like your bed and after partying I'd rather not walk a two and a half miles home, so I'm into that. <laughs> But And I'll snuggle with you and stuff, but just stop trying because it never works anyways, and we're both just embarrassed. (laughs) Like, seriously, (laughs) the guys that have coke dicks should know if you're going to do that much cocaine, you're not going to be able to perform. So don't make it like – but then it feels like it's my fault or something, like I'm not sexy enough. And it's like, no – that's 100% on them. They did too much ketamine. They did too much cocaine. They did too much yes. of whatever they're doing. And it makes no sense to me because it's like you spent all this money to get the bitches, and then you can't get the bitches because you fucked yourself up so much. So it's like, look, I do all these drugs. I'm so cool. And then it's like, you're lame.
6: No, see, okay. this is That's like the story of like of, of like three years of my life of like hanging around men that had coke dicks. Along with whiskey dick. Right, yeah. On That's why the whiskey, whiskey dick joke time. exists.
0: I mean, for, for the love of God.
6: Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, this actually comes back to what you're talking about, how they feel, like, your description of how men are, are. that actually goes into the part of when you say they think that they're better. But how can you be better when you have such a sensitive part where if you do anything wrong, you will not you will not be able to perform. Exactly. A woman can a woman can always spit on it and make it wet.
0: Right, <laughs> exactly.
6: I mean, but for a man, you you need you need pills. Right, you and and pills. isn't it hilarious
0: that those pills are covered under um, health insurance, oh, yeah. and there are many health states insurance. where birth yeah. control is not covered under health insurance, covered. and that that oh, if I you that. if you can explain that if a child ever comes to me and explains it asks me to explain the patriarchy and explain the misogyny that keeps the system rigged that is the answer that men get it's dick pills under their insurance you. and that women in many states cannot get birth control under their insurance number 1 number yes. 2 if men went through menopause there would be so much technology Whenever anything happens to a guy, throw money at it, it's gonna be great, we're gonna fix this huge problem. When something happens to a woman, they go, stop being so whiny, fucking deal with it. You're so hysterical, why do you want so much? Oh, you're so needy. You know why I'm needy? Because I'm on fire 25 motherfucking times a day. I'm fucking on fire and I sweat for no reason and I smell like a 14-year-old boy. I've never had to shower this much in my entire life. But it's because I'm literally, like my emotions, Everyone, I'm giving you the memo now. Menopause fucking sucks. It is the worst ever and nobody cares. How about that? Nobody cares. And they call it menopause. It makes me, I am so incensed. I am so angry. Look, look, look at the violence inherent in the system. Help, help, I'm being oppressed. Like, I just, I, I'm every turn I'm, I'm not why would I be flabbergasted that men and women are still not treated equally huh, huh, huh. at every at but every turn
6: but here's what I've heard from what I've read about menopause is that it's like uh with menopause and I think if, this is actually when you're like in your 50s I believe I could be wrong please. this is the uneducated part of my our bodies that I'm not 100% off um but your sexual drive goes up
0: oh yeah absolutely but that's the thing, my sexual drive's gone up and men can't, ac- help, I, my sexual drive has gone way up, but men are useless, worthless beings that only care about themselves and have no interest. And people are like, no, no, guys totally wanna fuck you. But maybe they do, but they don't actually want to because they're not interested in figuring out how to make me come. you know how boring it is to like feel like you have to be performative for the guy and really, like it's just, yes, I'm horny yeah. as fuck, but yeah. nobody can take care of my needs. And nobody wants to either. It. So it's like, all right, all right. I'm just gonna be a nun now. I'm just gonna be, I'm I'm done. I'm done with it. I was married, that was fucking stupid. You know, I had a long term <laughs> boyfriend, that was fucking stupid. Um oh I found out and you know I found out I found out what happened years ago. I thought I thought my boyfriend was so fucking honest. Mm-mm. Turns out he was a big liarhead. So like what? Yeah, I found out some information two weeks ago about one of my ex-boyfriends and turns out he had sex with a bunch of my friends yeah yeah and I had no idea and that's the crazy thing is that I thought he was the most honest person I'd ever been involved with because I'm an honest person and I thought that was one of the things that we shared was radical honesty and then I find out oh no oh no And, but that's the thing is I found out now. And at the time I had no idea it never crossed my mind. It was never even an inkling in the stars of the existence of my brain thoughts. It hadn't even, he's a great liar, I guess. I had no idea, no idea whatsoever. And then that makes me feel like, well, maybe I, maybe it's me. Maybe I am bad in bed, but I I don't think that's possible. Like I just, I don't think that's possible. Anyway,
6: I think the fact that I men are everything that you just said a few minutes ago, yeah, that, that childlike thing, but that's actually kind of I know. You know you
0: and know the, the girl like, that he slept with is not nearly as cute as me, or as entertaining, or as like interesting, or as intelligent, even. So, like, I'm sitting there going, You didn't want me, you strayed from this what was I doing wrong? But that I didn't even know anything was wrong was like, what? And I guess, like, as a woman, I shouldn't feel personally affronted if a man chooses to change his sexual proclivities to, to another woman. Like, if he chooses to nah, to change that, that that's, I mean, but that's You're their petty. own volition. I should be able to do that, too, I guess. But I guess that's not what women get to... I don't know. I just... I, I wish that I could... I hope in my next life I'm a guy so that i can be like gay like a really nice guy i don't know i don't know
6: i like i like i like being a i like being a woman i really do though it's it's hard and complicated and and painful and fucking emotional yeah um i don't i don't i don't know i, I do enjoy being a woman you know be, i because i like our personalities and our nurturing and sure. I love our bodies. And women are beautiful creatures. Like, who, I mean, like, Damon, kudos. You like Harry and and, and dicks swinging, and good for you. I think dicks are ugly as fuck. I <laughs> just like to ride them. And sometimes play with them like they're a microphone. Testies, one, two, three.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Too many testes. That's funny, <laughs> yeah, one, two, three.
6: But I think the woman's body, like, the just the outlining of it and the shape of it and breasts and, and, and hips and ass and neck and the collar I think women's bodies are just so elegant and pretty. I really do. And I think, you know, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, and yeah, I hope that I, I someone support.
0: wants to hold my body at night. Cause I work hard to keep it tight and it just isn't. I know,
6: that's right. And you got a bike.
0: Yeah, and I, and I walk five miles a day, so whatever. It's fine. I'm not worried about it. No, I'll just tell jokes about no. it and talk to my cats later. Here's,
6: here's what is going to happen, and especially before your birthday, because I understand the non-frustration. You're, yours probably a little bit deeper since, you know, you think you're pre-menopausal, and you're like, if someone doesn't give me. What I want right now, I'm gonna rip off the fucking face off. Yeah. Um. We need to find you some good shit.
0: Well, so this was crazy. So you know the the saga. I'm not gonna say his name, but at the 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 forever saga. So he was ignoring me for a while, and I and I was ignoring him. And now yesterday, he was he's been sniffing around the studio again, and he's talking to me. And he kept. I know he was doing this on purpose. He was scratching his tummy. And like lift, you know, the way I talk about like how I love to watch football soccer Uh because the guys scratch their tummies and you get to see their tummy and it's, you know, nonchalantly like they don't mean to be doing it. And his little, his cute
4: little hair, his little little, little belly button. Anyways, Uh he's sitting
0: there scratching his tummy in front of me. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, you know what, you're you're doing this on purpose to me. You're doing this to me on purpose. You're totally (laughs) doing this on purpose. You know what this does to me. You pretend. And then they pretend. Then he pretends, they. Then he pretends that he's not. He's not really doing anything. That he's not like hanging out with me. That he's not like sort of like the way standing and being, looking all perfect. I'm Fuck, man. The scratching of the tummy, Uh-oh. like that is completely, that is out of pocket. And he knows it. Keeps getting, well, like, he's getting mad at me. He's like, "Stop objectifying me!" And you're like, "Oh, it's like, there's more to me than just why you objectifying me." And it's like, "Because you're objectifying yourself. Leave your clothes on." And then the other, con- he had a conversation with me on Sunday, and he starts talking about his nipples. I'm like, "Why? There's no reason for you to talk about your nipples in a conversation with me. There's no reason to draw attention to them. Like, right? Like, if I, wow. if I, as a girl, walks up to a guy, who I knew." thought that I was super cute and start talking about and, and that I'd already been like I have no sexual interest in you whatsoever. But then I go up to him and start talking about my nipples. Like <laughs> and then like scratching just, my tummy.
6: Come on. Or, address, or adjusting
0: your breast. Or adjusting uh, yeah, uh, adjusting my boobs in front of him. Like don't play games with me. Don't I, I ain't so I ain't so poor I can't pay attention. So it's like Come on, man! Don't think you don't think you're don't play that game with me. I'm gonna call him out on it. No, I'm not. I'm never going to. Yeah. I want him to come over and scratch his tummy more. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. And then and then my buddy Josh. So I'm freak. I was. I made him a sandwich too, and everything was great. And um, so I'm talking to Josh after, and I'm all like happy and everything. And I was pretty sad last week in the past couple weeks because of all this. And he goes, Pam. I hate him, but I like, it, I like it better when you're happy than when you're sad. And I was like, see how happy I am? See how very little it takes to make me happy? It takes a half hour. But this one guy who scratches wow. his tummy, and I'm happy for, like, at least 24 hours. And I just don't understand why that's so hard to give that to me. <laughs> oh. I'm sick. I have an addiction. I have an addiction. And I know. I know.
6: Addiction?
0: Yes, I have an addiction, which I'm never going to get that dick. I'm never getting that D. I get it. I'm completely clear on it. I don't want to have to lie and say that I have stage four cancer and then bring it to him and be like, hey, I mean, could you imagine if I forge a note from a doctor that's like, Pam Benjamin has stage four cancer? And I like bring it. That's, I'm sorry. Anybody who has cancer, I'm a terrible person. I apologize to you right now. But what's something else I could say I have? I have, because cancer is kind of the worst, Right. Chlamydia. Um, no, 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 no. He doesn't want to have sex with me if I have chlamydia. I'm not going to forge that doctor's note. It's got to be something like pernicious anemia or something. I can no longer uptake vitamin B12. I've got permi- pernicious anemia. I'm going to die. You have to have sex with me, and then he might, and then I'd, and then we'd be laying there, and I'd be snuggling, and I'd be looking up at him in his beautiful eyes, and I'd say, I lied. I'm fine. <laughs> Didn't you like it? You liked it, didn't you? You liked it. You liked it.
6: Don't take it back now. Okay. Okay, so you're the best. Woman in me, the deviant woman in me is coming out after you said that because if you ever want to get back, and it's actually a nice closing act, too, you know, because after you break up, sometimes, especially if you've been a, uh, together for a while, you got to just have that one last spin. And then kind of spit on them a little bit mm. or hurt their feelings. Or just give them a little a little stab, you know, a little shank in the in the heart. And yeah. be like, I lied. I lied. Now, please leave.
0: <laughs> no. I'd be like, never leave me. <laughs> never leave. No, I'm 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 I've learned I'm an absolute crazy person and I don't mind the pejorative term crazy. I'm fine with it. I'm owning it. And um, and I and I love that the the beauty of radical honesty is that I'll say anything and I'll say it on the radio and I'm not afraid and I don't fucking care. and I just yeah. one of these times I wish one of these people would listen to the fucking podcast and I'd be like,
1: see uh-huh. it, that's a'
0: we're, yep. Friday's good um you're <laughs> the best. I can't wait to see you next week and. I agree that- Yes. No, it's great. And and I I miss you. I was so excited for today because I was like, I get to oh, see
6: her. I feel like you. she's been in jail. I've been in jail. I'm going to get I'm going to get. I'm going to get dressed up for you tomorrow. I did. I got I dressed used, up like, for you. My bike.
0: I'm wearing Oh shit. God I, damn it, see? I'm wearing um well, I, I mean for tonight too, but I'm wearing a a little black sequin dress and I wore Um, a strapless bra so that you don't see, because it's a T, it's the T-shape in back, so I didn't want the bra straps to show, so I'm wearing a strapless bra. Thank you, Amanda. She gave me the strapless bra. And um, little leggings, and if it gets warm enough, I might take the leggings off, and my little boots, and I got little boots on. And I've already gotten a lot of compliments.
6: I've never seen
0: you in sequence. Yeah. A guy got up from, (laughs) from Atlas, he got out of his seat, and he went around the corner, and he's like, you look so cute today! You look like that princess in that movie! And I was like, Princess Leia from the, when she's I'm tattoo, not tattooing, but she's on the Ewok uh, planet, and he's like,
6: yeah. Like,
0: That's oh, what I was going for, buddy. Oh, you got me. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi nice. planet. What is that planet? Endor. It's the planet Endor. Well, I'm Endor. glad
6: we had this Dr. Ruth session.
0: Yeah, we did it. We did it. <laughs> I know. Men, men will always be disappointing. They don't get better with age.
6: <sighs> there is some good D around
0: there. I'm. I'm gonna get a. Oh, I've got a good D. I've got a good. I've got a good dildo, and I just need a strap on for it. And man, I'm gonna go a hunting. Okay. Like I feel like I could do more work <laughs> with my strap on dick. I could really please some women out there. I could show them, like, I what it's know. actually like to be fucked by somebody who like cares and makes eye contact
6: with you. <sighs> I think you're. I think you're spot on. Yeah. I think you're spot on. I think you're right, 100%. Thank you. Because women are more
0: nurturing, and we will cuddle. Well, I care. I care about the other person yeah. having a good time. It isn't just about me having a good time. It's boring if I have a good time. If just me wants to have a good time, I masturbate. There's no, quite, there's no, that's the thing. That's And that's boring and stupid because I'm bored of entertaining myself. I want someone else to entertain me. Thank you. Yes. Okay, Amen. Latoya, you're the Sheriff of Truth. I love you so much. I'll see you next week. Yay! We did it! That was another fabulous UltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm and Did I bore you with my sex talk? I'm sorry. You're fine. You're all going to survive. I'm really excited. We're, we're absolutely going to survive because we have Bobby Weaver in the house. Is Bobby Weaver, Bobby Weaver. And uh, I'm going to run around and help him get a little more set up. I'm going to close that front door so that we don't hear. I mean, I feel like the universe is attacking us right now. That's crazy. Uh, there's been a lot of um, construction in our neighborhood recently. So it's been a lot of fun. But I'm going to bring up some music. I'll be back around. We're going to have Bobby Weaver in the house band. That was the Altacast with Latoya Sheriff of the Truth. We had a call in from Steve Poggi, old dumbface. That was exciting. And, uh, and his kids in the car, which was crazy. Listen to a little bit of Rocky Horror Picture Show in the middle and I was